Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for that lengthy intro, Connie. Thought you hired a band for the occasion. <laughs> All right, welcome to the seventh annual Art Fair Calendar and Art Fair Insiders Pledge Drive podcast. Today we've got a great show for you, and we're hoping that you're going to come out and support your favorite Art Fair websites: ArtFairCalendar.com, ArtFairInsiders.com, ArtShowReviews.com, CallsForArtists.com too. Those are all part of the efforts of uh, Art Fair support run by Connie Mettler. So today we're going to be talking about all of these, and we're going to hope that you're going to join us for some great information. We've got Connie as well as special guest Larry Berman. We're going to be talking about some great tips to help grow your business, whether you're an artist or an art fair director or show organizer or even a patron. We're going to help inform you on the insides of the art fair business and um, hope that you'll participate in supporting along the way. So today um, we're really talking about art fair websites. We'd like you to think about these art fair websites because they help you. They help you find a show to attend. They help you get the inside scoop about art fairs. They help you stay in touch with the ups and downs of the industry, especially if you're an artist. That's important stuff. They help you get support for your business. And sometimes they're just plain funny, especially if you're on artfairinsiders.com. So you're not alone in being appreciative of these sites. And as we celebrate the seventh birthday of these sites, there are over 11,000 members at ArtFairInsiders.com. And actually, ArtFair Calendar is even older than that. Connie, what's ArtFair Calendar is probably 12 years old. Is that right? ArtFair Calendar is maybe close to 12 years old. Yeah, that's And right. we actually have have nearly 13,000 members. Oh, okay. Well, growing and growing. That sounds like good stuff, and that means that this thing is working. So if you're listening today, we're inviting you. We're going to get to the introduction, to the information and to the prizes in just a minute, uh, but we invite you to come and pledge. Head over to ArtFairCalendar.com or ArtFairInsiders.com and click on the birthday cake, and you can get the pledge instructions. Connie or Larry, one of you has the broadcast on in the background. Can you turn it off? It's echoing for all of our listeners, I think. Well, you know, it's me, and I can't figure out how that's happening. Okay, um, Okay, well, we don't need to discuss um, it. Just go ahead and turn it off if you can so the pledge drive is going on if you click on the birthday cake, and that will lead you over to the pledge page. And the pledge page is set up so that you can donate just a little bit. We're not asking for a lot of money. Obviously, the art fair industry, nobody's in it to get rich. Um, but to be a supporter of artfaircalendar.com and artfairinsiders.com, you can start at just $24 a year. That's just $2 a month. If you want to step up to the patron level, that's $52. That's just You can think about that like a dollar a week. And then the angels are at $120 or or whatever more you'd like to give, of course. And that helps to support the operations of all these websites and helps bring you the information that you need. It helps you run your business, helps you enjoy the art fairs if you're a patron, um, and helps uh, all of this keep going 
uh, for years and years so that the art fair industry can keep going and supporting all of us and all of you. Now, if you visit that page, here's the fun part. You go over to uh, artfaircalendar.com and click on that birthday cake, and you will see a whole bunch of prizes. Connie, you want to talk for a minute about the prizes? You can mute yourself. Okay, I'll talk about the prizes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the prizes start with um, a great uh, flourish, a mesh panel display wall. This is a over $500 value, so any of you that are exhibitors that are looking for a beautiful display wall set, uh, including the canopy, that's up for grabs. Uh, the Atlanta Foundation for Public Spaces has donated seven booth spaces at all of their art fairs. Uh, at each of their art fairs in uh, in the Atlanta area, beautiful shows. The holiday art shows in the Florida area have donated several spaces. There's a bunch of art, beautiful art, free spaces at Chicago shows at the Gold Coast Fair, different sorts of artist services. Um, uh, lots of scrolling down the page here. There are dozens and dozens. Howard Allen, uh, Greg Lawler's Art Fair source book is available, uh, artist training, uh, uh, reproductive photographic paper, lots of art from the artists of the community, lots and lots of stuff, uh, reviews of your website, uh, tickets to a music festival. I could go on and on and on, and, and we will. Hey, uh, Larry? Even, even I'm donating my services to somebody. Yeah. Exactly, right. I just took that out of my mouth. I was just going to say, we've got imaging or photography services from Larry here, $200, uh, and on and on. There, I think there are almost 100 prizes. So uh, unless we get... Uh, uh, 47 million entries. Your your chances of winning something that's worth more than you pledge are very very good. <laughs> so thanks to everybody who's donated prizes. So, um, okay. So that's where we want you to go. And now we'll get to the show. So I'm Scott Fox. I'm a uh, internet uh, marketing guy. Basically, I helped Connie start these websites a dozen years ago or, or so uh, because I'm also Connie's son. And we figured out that the art fair industry needed some help and the new internet medium was a place to do that. And artfaircalendar.com started first and that grew to artfairinsiders.com and that grew to callforartists.com and artshowreviews.com, each of them designed to help artists make a living and hopefully thrive, uh, not just survive but thrive. And Connie's been working hard on that uh, full-time now for, for many years. Her uh, husband, photographer, Norm Darwish, many of you listeners probably knew, a uh, big figure in the art community, passed last year. Um, and uh, so this is her full-time thing, and uh, she uh, and the people that work for her uh, to run these sites could use your support. Um, so Connie is uh, Connie is a full-time on this, and her sites have become a, a big resource for the whole community. In fact, if you Google Art Fairs, the number one ranked site comes up. Uh, and has been for at least 10 years. So this is we've been working hard to create these services for you, and this is the time of year where you can say thank you uh, the, the best way possible, which is through a little cash donation. So hit that birthday cake, like we said, if you can. Now, Connie, are you there, uh, unmuted, and you can uh, introduce our other guest maybe to the audience? Is she there? <laughs> Okay, Larry. Well, <laughs> I guess you lost got it. All right, I guess it's me and you that uh, I know she's there, but there's technical difficulties. You love that internet, right? Okay, so, well, Larry, why don't you introduce yourself? So I, I'm not going to do you justice. All right. Uh, for the people who don't know who I am, I'm Larry Berman. And um, back in 2004, when Zap went live, I created the image format that was fair, horizontals and verticals, both displayed the same size to the jurors. And since then, um, my friends started coming to me to have my uh, to have their images improved, and it turned into a business. So, 
Is there an echo going on? There, there sure is. Yeah, I'm hearing it. Do you have uh, another tab open, maybe, or something? Me now. Okay. Well, I got better there. Great. All right, and uh, and um, I went from improving jury images to photographing artwork. My website is BermanGraphics.com, and there are tons of example photographs of both my photography and my image improvements. Okay, so that's who I am. Right. And Scott, also let back to Larry, you. Thank you. Larry's being modest. He's also a big part of the team that helps ArtsAreInsiders.com run. It's an active community with people, artists, and show organizers from all over the world chiming in there, and Larry's a big help there. And I know if Connie was on the line, she would want to say thank you. <laughs> so thank you, Larry. Okay, so today right. our mission today is we're going to give away some prizes, and these are for people who have pledged. So uh, if you haven't pledged yet, um, you can still get in on the prizes. Like I said, there's dozens of them. So hit the birthday cake link over at artforinsiders.com or artforcalendar.com and make your pledge. And today during the show, we're going to give away, I don't know, 10 or 15 of the prizes, I guess. And um, those will be to people who have already pledged before the show started. But there are enough of these prizes. There are lots more, and we hope that you'll go and do that. And along the way, we're also going to share some tips. Larry is going to give some tips uh, from his background about uh, taking a good booth shot and uh, imaging and photography tips. I've got some tips for those of you who are interested in online marketing and how to uh, use the Internet and your website to uh, attract more customers, whether those customers are uh, individual uh, artist patrons or whether you're a show organizer looking for more people to attend your shows or exhibitors to exhibit. And then when Connie joins us again, she's certainly got some tips about how to cite as an artist. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. You've got a tremendous echo, though. You've got. Can you turn off your speakers? I, I have. I. That's what I tried to do. I'm sorry, folks. I've never had this happen before. Um, can you turn off your speakers? I. That's what I tried to do. I'm sorry, folks. I've never. Can you turn down the volume, please? How's that? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. You can hear me now. That's better. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I, I muted it. Okay. okay. Gosh, folks, I'm really sorry. I've never had this happen before. I thought I was getting okay. to be a pro here. Okay, okay, I am ready. Welcome, Larry and Scott. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so well, let's let's get started. Let's let's draw a few winners just to show people that we're serious about this, and then we're going to do some tips and uh, actually get some content as well. But let's let people know that if they pledge, they really do get something. So, um, Larry, you want to pick our first? Uh, Connie, do you have the, the spreadsheets available to name the winners? If I, I am ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Larry, what's the What's the number? The upper limit. Scott, please tell people how we're doing this first. Oh, sure. Um, so we're trying to do this as objectively as possible. As you can tell, we're tremendously sophisticated technologically. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're we're reaching or stretching the boundaries of of uh, science here uh, to pick winners fairly, and to do that, we're using a website called random.org, and this is actually a very cool thing that is very sciency, uh, and it uses a space noise to somehow generate random numbers magically. So we're going to use that for drawings, and uh, Larry is going to pick numbers, and he's going to read them to Connie, and Connie is going to tell announce the winners' names. Is that about right, Connie? Is that what you had in mind? Yes, I, I have a spreadsheet with everyone who has pledged so far, 
and uh, there's How a number many? next to their name. People who pledged uh, more than the minimum get extra points, and so their name is down there two or three times. Oh, so good that's point. that's kind. Yes, uh, a couple people who did the angel, and they're getting. They're probably going to win. I think we're going to win. So, uh, okay. Uh, so, Re- Larry, um, on the random.org site, if you would please put start with from one to twenty-two. Oh, 222. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, 122. Wait, 222? No, 122. 122. Okay. Yes. And the winner is nine. nine. Number Listen, nine. Somebody that, somebody that got in early. Number this nine, is please. Woody Smith. Woody Smith. You I, know Woody. I know Woody. Thank you, Woody. You're, you get the first Woody? choice. He gets the first choice of all of the prizes that we have listed, and he I've known Woody for a long time. He's, I'm happy to have this, and he's been a good supporter of, of ours. Okay. Excellent. All right. Um, you want to do another one? Let's do, let's do a couple here. Let's, okay. Okay, 48. Number 48 is Kathleen Clausen. Okay, and congratulations, Kath- Kathleen. Kathleen has been a, a active member in our Fair Insiders, and she has pledged every year, just like Woody. Thank you, Kathleen. Excellent. All right, so that's we're off to a roaring start there. Now, these folks are both, if they're listening, they can contact Connie, and they're going to get their pick of the almost 100 different prizes that are posted at artfaircalendar.com. Now, if you're listening to this later, um, you can still pledge all the way up till today is Thursday the 26th, and I don't think you're actually going to close it, Connie, until right after Memorial Day, right on Tuesday. Where are you talking about? We're Wednesday? doing um, the day after Memorial Day. Uh, we're going to close it at 5 p.m. on May 31st, and then okay. we're going to have a podcast at 6 and draw the names. Okay, so this is still not the, the final chance at all, and the idea is that even if you're listening to this in delay or if right now you're listening – uh, and you're not near a computer, um, we need you to pledge later, right? So this is just like NPR or the other uh, services in your in charities in your life that you support. And uh, I would appreciate your, your patronage. And people like Woody and Kathleen are winning. And believe me, with the amount of prizes we've got here, whatever they donated, they just made it back and then some because <laughs> these are some valuable well, prizes, hundreds and hundreds well, of dollars. Well, I set it up uh, this year that – I mean, people were so generous in do- donating, but I like there's a minimum prize uh, worth forty dollars. Okay. So they run from forty dollars up to like seven hundred dollars in okay. the prizes. So they're um, right. they're substantial. Yeah. Yeah. So if you come in as a supporter at twenty four dollars, the odds are well. Put it this way: it's it's better than the Powerball. Not quite the same payoff, <laughs> but you're you're definitely gonna better odds of winning. Okay. So, all right. So, that's what we're doing today. It's the Art Fair calendar and artfairinsiders.com pledge drive, and we hope you'll visit. All right. So, let's talk about something that might be interesting other than us all um, entertaining each other. Let's try to help the audience out with some information. Um, let's see. Well, Larry, why don't we talk about shooting booth pictures a little bit? I know that's a special day of yours, and it's a perennial topic in the Art Fair Insiders forum. Um, and it's not just for new people, right? It's for experienced artists as well. And also the, the shows themselves uh, need to they need to see those uh, good booth pictures. So um, can you tell us a, sort of the quick version of, of how you advise people okay. about way to shoot a booth picture? Yeah, see, okay, first understand that none of this means anything if you can't get into the shows. 
I mean, you can listen to tips from now until the cows come home, but if you can't get into the shows, it doesn't matter. So the booth picture is critically important. Um, there are some shows um, that will use a booth picture to break a tie if you have the same jury score as another artist. There are outdoor shows require, for the most part, your booth be taken under a white canopy and showing that canopy so that they know that you're doing an outdoor show. They they want to know what your booth is going to look like when you get there. So that's why the booth picture is really critical. And now the outdoor shows have started up north, and it's a good time to be thinking about a booth picture, you know, with your most current work for next the next round of applications. Mm-hmm. So you actually need two booth right. shots? You think you need an indoor and an outdoor? Is that what you're saying? Well, most of the indoor shows will take anything. Oh, okay. Because because a lot of the artists set up the same indoors or outdoors. The only difference is the canopy. But mm-hmm. a lot of the outdoor shows are more particular, and they will contact an artist if they submit an indoor booth picture, ask them if they have an outdoor booth picture to substitute it with. And you don't want to have to do that at the last minute. Right. So so how do you work with artists? Do you actually have people, you do both by email, and sometimes people even come to your house, well, right? Well, I... Or I go to, I attend local shows and I shoot booth pictures. I live in Pittsburgh and I'll be doing booth pictures at Three Rivers in two weeks. Um, I have artists come to my house and that could be any time of the year. I actually have pictures on my website of a couple of artists setting up their booth in the snow for me to photograph. And then obviously I take the snow out and put a carpet down or put grass down afterwards. Um, And then... um, If an artist is going to shoot their own booth picture, I recommend them doing it at home. And I have um, a detailed article on the best way to do that. Um, I I added the link to the homepage of my website right up on top so that it makes it easy to find the article. And a lot of artists will take the picture, email it to me. I'll call them back, tell them what needs to be moved around. They'll reshoot it, come back to me again. And that can take anywhere from an hour or two to to a day and a half um, before they get it. So it's perfect. Or what I can do to it afterwards makes it perfect. Excellent. Well, I'm sure that greatly increases the odds of them getting into the show, and that makes more money, and that's that's a win-win, it sounds like. Right. Excellent. All right. So there's there's a good tip from somebody who knows what they're doing. That's BermanGraphics.com. Um, and, Connie, well, you wanted to talk a little bit about um, looking at an art career as a business, right? What's, what are some of the tips right. you have about taking notes and doing research? Well, we we all know um, that we go out of art school or our mother thinks our work is wonderful or somebody else thinks it's wonderful or you sell something to a, a friend and you think now you can do go out and do an art fair. Basically, and people go out and spend a lot of money to get started. What you have to stop and think, this really is a business. I did a podcast last week with some people who talked about doing their very first show They were photographers, and they thought they were ready. And they pulled up and set up, and the guy across from them had people setting up his booth. Everything was slick and fine, and they felt really shabby. So my main thing is it's a business. This is about the bottom line. This is not about because your mother thinks your work is wonderful or your professors think you're wonderful. 
This is what you need to do. You have to attend many shows before you put your money on down on participating in one. My top tips, no matter your age or your level of your craft and fine art, go to small events and go to blockbuster ones. Take notes at every show. What booths are crowded with shoppers? How much inventory is in the booth? What does the display look like? Who would be your competition? Take take it like t- you're taking a course in college. Go and study. It's the cheapest thing you can do. And then first do a f- first your first show nearby. Do several nearby till you get it all the kinks worked out so that you know that you stand a chance. And then when you do those small shows, use those to try out different displays and different work. So this, that's the main thing. If you do your homework, go to shows, see what else is going on, and get beyond beyond the work, look at all of the rest of the things that are going on around it. And the very best tip of all is if you can at all go to an open jury, see how shows are juried, and learn to see what other people are doing. This is yeah, that, that was I was going to add that if Connie didn't say that. <laughs> uh, you have to you have to see what your competition is submitting for jury images, because I'll get people I'll get artists all the time saying, "Well, I went to the show and I didn't see anything that was really better than what I do," and I I say, "Well, did you see what they're using for jury images?" And that's the key because that. You can't get into a show unless you get past the jury. Mm-hmm. And what is an open jury? That's a phrase I haven't heard. Well, there are a number of shows that will, um, they use projectors for jurying and they open it up so artists can sit in the back of the room to see all the images projected. Uh-huh. Um, I try to attend one each year. Uh, this year I went I- to Broad Ripple. Um, I've been to Columbus, I've been to Fort Worth, I've been to Cherry Creek. Um, it's so really, it's not, every show does it a, a little bit differently. So it's not but open it is the, the most eye-opening jury. thing. It's right. the not, most it's eye-opening open, thing for an artist. It's not open in the sense that anybody can come and be juried. It's that they are jurying and anyone can watch the jurying process that is normally private. Correct. I Correct. Great. Uh, and I remember like once at Fort Worth where there was a woman that a customer complained to the director of the show that she was unhappy there wasn't anything that she liked or that wanted to buy at the show. And he invited her to come sit in on the jury process, and it blew her away, the quality of the images and the quality of the work being projected in those images. Uh, so it was better than the actual so I don't show? Think she <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> there are a few shows that, that use those images for jurying for awards, and that's not good because right. there's nothing like looking at the actual work. Right. Okay. Well, good. Well, there's some good tips. Um, now those are mostly um, for artists or people new to the business. Um, Connie, I know you had some thoughts also. Well, we'll get back to prizes in a minute. We'll draw some more prizes. But uh, And if you just tuned in, this is the ArtFairCalendar.com pledge drive. Please visit ArtFairCalendar.com and click on the birthday cake to show your love. Um, but, Connie, you had some thoughts about how shows themselves um, and social media, that social media was something that 
uh, shows and, and artists too needed to adopt more often in order to get the to get the vote out basically. Can we talk about that. Yes. Um, there is a small show in Kalamazoo, Michigan, that I think tripled their attendance. Wow. Post using all of the tools at Facebook to bring in an audience. There, they. I talked to Bonnie Blandford yesterday, who ran that runs that show. She said, and it costs virtually nothing. She said they spent. There's a way when you put something on Facebook, you can boost it, pay a little extra, and it gets sent out to more people than just are in your friends group. She said they spent three hundred dollars to boost it, and it it just it paid off better than any print media better than any radio station, better than just about, um, I don't know about banners and posters, but it's a great place to find younger audience, audiences and show off the exciting work that's going to be in the show. Do a promotion, uh, give away prizes for likes. I, I'll, this is something that shows need to have someone on staff who is going to handle Facebook. And there is so much to learn. It's changing all the time. I put up a post today, and lo and behold, instead of putting up an image from the the pledge drive, they put up an image for frame uh, de- frame destination, which is destination. one of my advertisers, right? And I might so Facebook does things to your things, but so today when I was preparing for this, I went online and I found YouTube videos that people can learn how to handle these promotions. You need to keep that Facebook page alive, going on all the time. I am astonished at the tracking of things that I post, the things that don't get attention and the things that do get attention. And um, so have, that's that's my main thing. I, create a Facebook event and keep on it. Okay. Well, and that's good advice, and I guess I'm the Internet guy here. Let me let me build on that a little bit. Um, what Connie's talking about is Facebook advertising, and Facebook is probably the preeminent uh, online targeting uh, software these days, which isn't as complicated as it sounds. It just means that you can go in and buy advertising and actually literally pick not just geography but gender, education level, all the way down to the interests of people. So you could literally set up an ad that says, I only want women between 30 and 37 who live in within 10 miles of Kalamazoo and they have expressed an interest in arts and knitting or something like that. And you can narrow it down that tightly and give Facebook some money. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Facebook in, in terms of their privacy policies and so forth, but as an advertising vehicle, they're fantastic. And you can give them the money um, and then it's on a pay-per-click basis. So this isn't traditional advertising where you buy an ad that goes into the local newspaper or a billboard and you just pay a fee and you don't really know how many people see it. This is the reverse of that. Pay-per-click advertising um, means that you only pay if someone actually clicks and watches the thing uh, and, and visits. And that means that you don't actually pay unless someone in your targeted age and demographic group goes and looks at your ad. And that's a tremendous boost because it means they've already basically selected themselves as interested. These are in sales parlance, you're talking about warm leads versus cold leads. And you can start with as little as $5 or $10. Um, So not only should any of the show directors and show organizers be uh, listening to this as an effective way to advertise, but even individual artists can consider this. 
If you have a Facebook account, it's really not hard. They'd love to take your money. <laughs> you can use a credit card. And for literally $10, you could do an ad that specifically targets, say, if you're a photographer, you could say, I only want, and you know that you're a, uh, you do photography, say, of trains, and that appeals to uh, men of, you know, 50 plus, you could target that. Kalamazoo, men 50 plus who like trains. And you could show that ad exactly to that group. And that's a great way to build uh, uh, attendance and hopefully sales, too. So, yes, uh, Facebook, big, and Facebook's not the only place you can do this, obviously. There are advertising opportunities on all the social networks. It was started by Google and Facebook. Uh, uh, Google's AdWords and AdSense services, and then you can do this on Twitter and Pinterest and lots of other places. But, but Facebook is a great one for the type of activities we're talking about today, which are really kind of social and recreational. Art fairs are fun, um, and so that's a place. Um, Facebook is where people go to have fun, and that's a great place to advertise. Okay, well, that was good stuff. Um, anybody want to draw Do you want to draw a couple more prizes? How's that sound? Go All on. right. It's... Get your prize time. Um, <laughs> all right. Number 70. This is like playing Number bingo. <laughs> it is. Oh, this is somebody. This is, you know, this is too bad. It's just people that I know so far. This is Mar- Margie Luttrell, who also posts a lot at Art Fair Insiders and is a terrific artist. Thank you, Margie, for pledging. And you're number three. You're going to get a great prize. Excellent. Thank you. Congratulations. So I think you misspoke there, Connie. You said that's too bad. That sounds like exactly right to me. <laughs> exactly who you. Oh, sounds exactly <laughs> right. That's the people I know. That, that's right. That's well, these are. But all these names, these are not just artists. So far, everybody we've pulled has been an artist. My websites and my subscribers are all across the country, and there are many art buyers, and they, those people love these sites too. I get I get really nice comments from them thanking me for sending the information about the art fairs, which is my main mission, to bring people to attend the art fairs so my friends can earn money. That's the mission, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Well, okay. Well, say, say, say a couple words about why you started, started ArtFairCalendar.com back in 2004. Um, it was um, just after the tech bubble burst. I lived in Michigan. The art fairs were getting really tough. Sales were. I was complaining that it wasn't happening, and I had this son who uh, said, you should have a website about art fairs. And I said, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And then the son said, well, I'm going to build it, and maybe you're going to like it. Maybe you'll do something with it. <laughs> so I said, well, I'm just this website is only going to be about shows, states that I know, the Midwest and Florida, and I'm just going to list shows that I know. Well, I soon learned like 50 shows that I know does not a business make. Right? Mm-hmm. Not that's not much, and that doesn't attract much attention. So after a couple of years, I added the whole country, and my goodness, the the Google rankings just popped up. People were eager. Uh, the sites get hits, two, three, four thousand hits a day, and um, it brings it brings people to art fairs, and that's what I wanted to do. And that was the purpose was so that my friends could earn money, and we could contact people where they were and the young people who are online this this brought them to the shows right and that's what i was after is that the the mission here really from the start was to help bring patrons to shows and the idea that there was no national calendar that listed all these uh, every, all the individual shows were starting to have websites back then but there was no central national calendar that a customer would want if the customer doesn't want to have to go to 15 different sites 
right? They want to go to one place and figure out, I live in Indianapolis, what's going to be here this summer? And that's the sort of site we built. And then, as, as, uh, as you mentioned, it evolved to realizing, well, this is good, but we'd also, why don't we, a couple years later, social networking came along, and then we started a community, right? <laughs> OurTurnsiders.com. Right. Right. So this same son was writing a book about social, social what was the book about? It was about e, e- Riches 2.0. It was about all the things that the Internet was building for people. And he said, Mom, you should build a community website because your artists are a community. They know each other. They're, they're a community even offline. They want to be online. And I said, well, I'm too busy to do that. So then this, this son wrote a book. And I was since I was one of his uh, proofreaders, I'm reading the proofs, and I see that he wrote a chapter about his mother's online community called Art Fair Insiders, and it basically was just sitting there unoccupied. But the proofs came out in November, and the book was published in May, and I got going. And by the time the book came out in May, we had a real community. Remember, Larry, how that came about? It just popped right out. Mm -hmm. Oh, It was a good timing. Overnight. Yeah, overnight. Just amazing. Well, the key was that there really was a community already. This wasn't starting from yes. scratch. You had decades of experience, you and Norm in your van traveling around and being friends with people like Larry and many of the people listening and many of the great contributors on your site like Nels Johnson and folks like that who, who really you knew anyway and this just gave you a place to hang out. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't rocket science, but it, the timing was right, and now it's been years for really helping facilitate uh, the community to keep it going and invite new people into the business as well. So um, so anyway, the point of all that, folks, is not just a history lesson, but to remind you that these sites have been around a long time and they really are built to help you to help your business. So today we're looking for pledges. So if you uh, want to visit artfairinsiders.com, if you're the artist and you're part of the community there, think about what it's meant to you to have some place to talk and to share information, to share show advice, and, and to share a few laughs. Um, and uh, click the birthday cake there. Or if you're listening because you like to go to art fairs, uh, artfaircalendar.com has provided a listing now for a dozen years. It's helped you find your way from show to show. And then uh, even more specifically, uh, if you are an artist looking for shows, artshowreviews.com, we started a few years more recently, and that gave people the first centralized place on the Internet where they could write reviews of shows because that's a big topic in the forums. Also, what show should I do or what's good about this show or what's not good, and that's gotten to be quite popular. And then, of course, calls for artists. And this is for those of you who are show directors or show organizers. Callsforartists.com is where you can list your show and solicit more exhibitor applications. And that's how a lot of the shows make their money, obviously. So more applications are good for the shows in a different way. And callsforartists.com supports that. So these are all small businesses. Um, it sounds like a lot, um, but there's a whole team that runs it, and they could use your support. So if you want to visit the pledge buttons, we'd appreciate it, just like National Public Radio or PBS. You can come on over and click, and we'll probably pay you. The odds are very good that we'll pay you a delightful, <laughs> <laughs> <a> delightful prize. <laughs> really, really good. Yeah. I want to say this, the site, that the service that I think that is beyond those, these podcasts, that podcast library, I've talked to great show directors, mm-hmm. wonderful artists, salespeople, all kinds of ways that really help people build their business help shows build their businesses, how to market their shows. If any, artfairradio.com I think is like is a real treasure. 
And it does get good listens, but just always pass it on. If you need to know something, get some details, excellent people like Larry come and be are on my podcast. No, that's a great point. There's a real resource there, and I don't think there's anything even close to this. And, uh, I mean, you know the business better than I do, but and there are other people that have websites, clearly. There's other people that list shows or do reviews or help you know attract applications. I don't think there's anybody that has a podcast library like this, right? You've got dozens and dozens of hours of insider information that could help anybody in the industry. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a really it's a great resource. Great. Okay. Right. Good stuff. I think we we okay. need to pull us do another name. Okay. Let's do a couple Larry. Another number. Okay. Number four. Four, good. That's that another early is, one. Yep, this is Michelle Hordeman, H-O-E-R-D-E-M-A-N-N, Michelle Hordeman. She is prize winner number four. Oh, brother. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you'd think I'd never done this before. (laughs) Right. Go sit on the phone. All right. Well, congratulations, Michelle Hordeman, and uh, you'll get your choice of the mini prizes there as well. Speaking of that, Connie, do you want to give a minute of thanks to the various uh, sponsors? I know you can't name them all, but is there anybody you'd like to point out as as, uh, having donated significantly or or repeatedly? I know there's a lot of folks that have come back year after year to donate prizes. People at at Flourish Flourish Tents have donated every year a big prize, and I'm grateful to them. I am, of course, grateful to all the people who give booth prizes, free booth spaces. And I, this year I have them from Florida to San Francisco. So, you know, and many, many places in between, which is really fun. The artists have devo- um, have given me a lot of artwork. It's quite wonderful. Uh, Larry has continued to always give a prize for his consulting services. Scott Fox has given me consulting services. Um, there's a, I have a new ad, new person this year and he it's called accelerateart.com and he gave he has a subscription you can sign up for a year i think it's for $100 a year and he's given me six memberships for a year and you can call him and he provides you the answers what was the tax reporting for the particular state what um what time where's a, a booth map he, i mean all kinds of where can i find somebody to help me put up my tent he provides those all those niggling things that and it's called artist concierge services. So if you get in a real spot, uh, acceleratearart.com is is the site, and he that's just a really cool one. And he's given me six, so that's a good Very one. Nice. And I see some of your other regular advertisers here as well. There are folks that support these sites year round, like uh, Frame Destinations, a big advertiser for you, right? Yes, Frame Destinations has been wonderful. He's been advertised with me from the very beginning, probably my longest advertiser. And he is a big supporter of the art fair business. I believe he advertises with you too, Larry, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, yes. That's Mark. Yeah, yeah Mark Rogers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And there's some conferences here. I see the tickets to the ZAP conference, for example. Lots of beautiful art. Um, as you mentioned, I'm giving, as usual, I do website reviews for people. If anybody has a website that uh, is listening that would like a professional, some professional feedback and redesign advice, um, we'll do that for you. I'll make a custom video for you. 
um, from the right. hey, <laughs> hey, let's let's get on to some more tips. This is starting to sound like NPR. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> but sure. All right. Okay, what's... Um, yeah, like well, I, me... have, I have a really good tip um, because we were talking about uh, booth pictures. But um, for artists that have large artwork or artwork that's difficult to photograph, set your booth up outside on an overcast or cloudy day and photograph the artwork inside your booth. It's like using a gigantic softbox to light the work. Um, and everybody knows how yeah. good the artwork looks in, in their booth at a show. Why not use that same lighting to photograph their work? Right. So you do it outdoors, but deliberately on a non-sunny day, then. Right, because a sunny day is going to create hot spots. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a clever use of the, of the canopy and outdoor lighting, but it's, that is a good tip. Um, we were talking about uh, Internet stuff, too. I was going to toss in another tip, which is, that, uh, we were talking about website reviews a minute ago um, and the, my expert website reviews.com service. But what the reason I thought of this is because a lot of the artists, I've done many reviews of websites for artists through the Spud Drive and other folks around, around through the years. And probably the number one mistake I see that I was going to pass along as a tip is that people deprioritize or don't even include their email collector box. Any website, uh, people, any website should make a priority out of collecting email addresses. People often get fooled into thinking that the purpose of the website is to sell the art, but especially for art fair artists where a lot of the experience comes from the show where they want to meet you and see the art and compare the different pieces side by side, you really need to focus more than showing your art on building the email list. And I can't tell you the number of websites I've seen in all industries, but especially artists, they get caught up with the visuals, and they don't want this ugly email collection box to be so prominent. But I think that's a mistake. So my number one tip well, would be for everybody to yeah, prioritize. To, to add to, to what Scott said, a lot, a lot of artists that are doing art shows are approaching retirement, and they need to build their mailing list while they still have access to those people. Great. Good point. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, I often talk about the email list as an asset. It's really, as an artist, especially a traveling artist, your email list is like your 401k. And if you invest a little every year, by the time you retire, you'll have hopefully hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of names of people who are predisposed towards your art and buying things. And that's a very valuable list if you put it to use. So I've, I've met many people over the years who say, oh, I don't know what I would send. I don't want to interrupt the transaction. You know, I don't, I, I'm not interested in collecting emails because I don't have enough to do anything. But this is one of those, like uh, Confucius or whoever it was said, you know, the longest journey begins with a single step. Just start collecting them and they'll build up. And when you want to get off the road or cut your show schedule back, just like Larry's saying, that uh, email list is an asset. So the sooner you build it, the sooner it starts growing for you. So it is the my- artist's retirement plan. Right. That's it. <laughs> it's probably the only one they have. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Okay. You want to draw a couple more uh, prizes, names? Okay. All right. Next one is 116-116. This is Chris Collier. She is number five. Chris Collier. She also donated artwork to the to the pledge drive so you can even get a piece of her work, which is quite wonderful, Fuse Glass. Thank you, Chris. 
Excellent. Thank you, Chris. Yes. And as I said a few minutes ago, just let me remind you, if you haven't donated yet, we're not giving away all the prizes. There are almost 100 prizes. So far we've given away, what was that, five? Five. (laughs) Okay, so there's 95 left. And if you're listening to this now or in the next few days, please do visit artfaircalendar.com or artfairinsiders.com and click on the birthday cake and and click through and make a pledge. Just as a reminder, the pledge levels are just just $24. That's $2 a month. And if you're in this kind of business, that's easily something, I'm thinking anyway, that you've gotten that kind of value out of this. This is less than... Uh, one one decent meal out these days, so please do. It visit. could be tax deductible. It just occurred to me. Oh, absolutely! It's an advertising. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, when I said NPR before, I meant um, public uh, PBS television. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know. Yep, that's what we're doing. Exactly right. All right, so Connie, you had a tip also about um, what to do when the show is slow. Sometimes an artist will show up at a show and just wasn't what they were hoping for, but how do you make the best of that? Slow shows or bad weather shows can be real gold mines. Maybe not if you've been in the business for 20 years or so, but if you're relatively new, they are great ways for if you get someone to stay in your booth or even just close up your booth. It gives you time to talk to your neighbors. It gives you a chance to walk the show and see what other people are doing. It gives you a chance to study other people's price points it's it is a great opportunity maybe to chat up the show director so you can have an, another new friend but that is a, a slow show does that and in fact here's the other part just because the slow show is slow does not mean your work is not good please believe in your work it is what your work is what defines you as an artist, not your sales. So get in there. One, something that I always like to do was uh, it's a great time to do a trade with someone else, but sometimes I would go out and do a little shopping and buy a little something and try to get the money rolling around. It's, it's a great way to make friends, great time. Right. That's a good point. And people, if they see other people shopping, it's what they call uh, in sales psychology social proof, right? Oh, other people are buying things. This is it's a good cue for our other folks to maybe open the wallets, huh? Yep. Yeah, and and don't bury your head in your cell phone or iPad mm. posting to social media. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Too, too right. much of that happens during shows. Yeah, that's right. Instant reporting. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, well, we're 45 minutes in here. We're nearing the end of the show already. I think you both had at least one more point to make. Let's give a little more content. Um, well, Larry, you were going to talk about where – I think you mentioned this already, but why don't you remind people if they're interested about where to get more information about uh, photographing a booth. You had an article, right, that you wrote a detailed well, article? Well, yeah, I, I, I have what was the definitive article I wrote two years ago. It ran in Sunshine Artist. It's on my website, obviously. There's a link at the top of the homepage to it. Um, It's also in the current issue of the Independent Artist. Um, The NAIA publishes uh, a newspaper and distributes it at a lot of art shows. And by the way, I can plug NIA. Um, The NAIA is offering free membership for a year for artists. So you can contact me or contact Connie afterwards. She's a member also. I'm a board member, which is why I'm giving them a plug now. (laughs) (laughs) They're a good organization. I've always given them free advertising space. 
They're important. Yeah, yeah. and they actually opened the line of communication between artists and art show directors. It's never happened before. They changed the business. Yeah, yeah very good stuff. Okay, and that's BermanGraphics.com is the website Larry's referring to. And then, Connie, you had right. a point about uh, expenses and uh, how to actually calculate your profits correctly so that you can stay in business. <laughs> well, this this is like a little uh, gripe. People will say, well, I covered my expenses, so it was worth it to me. That is not the goal here. That is delusional thinking. Covering your expenses does not mean what? You paid your booth fee, you paid for your gas, did you pay yourself for your time for the two days you did driving there? Did you pay yourself for the time loading up? Did you pay yourself for uh, all those those hotel rooms and all the things? Covering expenses is strictly an ego trip. It's delusion. That's not what we're after. It's lots of fun to do our fairs. It really can be, but it is not fiscally sound if all you're doing is covering your expenses. Do your research Make sure you're getting paid for your time. All right. Well, that's good business advice for anybody listening and spoken from somebody who's lived it, <laughs> for sure. Um, and came and out the other end alive. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's right. And speaking of delusions, I guess my last point for the day was going to be uh, related to delusions, which are um, back to the website side. Again, I'm Scott Fox. I'm an Internet marketing guy. Uh, you can find me, uh, I do coaching, and I've written a bunch of books and that sort of stuff, but you can Google me and find me if you're interested. But um, the delusion that came to mind for me when thinking about artists and websites and so forth to help their marketing was really around mobile. Uh, these days, so many folks, so much traffic is on mobile devices, and a lot of folks um, in the artist community have very nice websites. A lot of them are still lagging even on that front, um, but even more so they're lagging in terms of having what they call responsive websites. And responsive is just the buzzword that means your website will grow or shrink to fit the appropriate size of the device that's being viewed upon. So if your mobile if your website is not responsive, it means that it's showing the same version whether somebody's looking on a big desktop monitor or on a little smartphone screen. And obviously the display capabilities are very different. So these days you need to be thinking about updating your website to be responsive so that it can, your site can adapt to show its, uh, to put its best foot forward, really, no matter what device the viewer is looking at it on. And especially, as Connie mentioned, if you're trying to attract younger people, the devices are where it's at, and the responsive design is really a top priority. Even if you're not looking at it that way yourself, then you're deluding yourself. The desktop market is not the only one anymore, and you need to be thinking about being responsive. So, okay. All right, um, so, well, we've covered a bunch of different tips. I hope the audience is enjoying this. You want to grab a couple more winners, and then we'll wrap up, I guess. How about that, Larry? You want to are, are, there any, are there any questions coming in? So we're not taking oh. calls today. It's too complicated. Oh, we were going wow. to. Okay. Yeah, nobody actually did call okay. in, and we, didn't, and we didn't make a call for it either. So. Um, All right, no. uh, next no number is, um, yeah, next number is 121. Huh. That is Patty De Maria. Okay. And she she has pledged every year and she pledged at the angel level. So good wow. thank you, Patty. You have been terrific a supporter and I appreciate it so much. You're number six. Excellent. Congratulations, Patty. 
and the angel level, as a reminder, is $120 or above. And, of course, angels are welcome. <laughs> okay. Yes. Larry, one more. All right, number 42. 42. Answered 42 everything. 42 is Roberta Starbird. Okay. Congratulations, and, um, and I know she has pledged before, and she has won before. In fact, one of my great story is that Debbie Stillman has won, been pledged many years, and she this year she decided that since she'd won several times, she donated something. So Debbie Stillman sent some beautiful jewelry, which is on the donor page. It's one of the prizes, and she, of course she donated also. So thank you, Debbie, for that, and I am think I need to go and get it myself, so too bad. Okay. Well, that's great. Sounds okay. like a lot, of car- a lot of karma on the donors and winners today. That's great. Great stuff. But don't be discouraged uh, what, if you haven't heard your again, name please? Uh, I, I'm Which sorry, number? Larry, what was that number? 42. Yeah, what was 42. 40, 42, right. Okay, that's number seven, right? Seven. Okay, mm-hmm. go. Excellent. All right, so don't be discouraged if you haven't heard your name called. This is just a teaser, really. The final episode <laughs> of this year's Pledge Drive is next uh, Tuesday, right, Connie? Did you say Tuesday? The 30, right. 31st. The right. 31st. So mm-hmm. That means that you have almost a week to go on and pledge. And, yes, Larry's right. We're beating you up. This is PBS NPR-style Pledge Drive, but that's the point. We're trying to need your help to keep these sites going. And it's not just Connie, by the way. We should we should do some thank yous quickly, shouldn't we, Connie? It's uh, it's Larry, who I mentioned already, and thank you, Larry, for being here. There's also Jackie and Sabrina and Tina and uh, obviously yourself. Um, is there anybody else on the team these days? It, it fluctuates. That, that's about it for right now. Yeah. It takes, a, it takes a, a village to produce all this stuff and to keep it running. So um, thanks to all those people for contributing their time uh, to this effort as well. So, that's it for this time. If you'd like to pledge, no, please do. No, that's only time. seven. That's wait, only wait, seven numbers. We're going to wait. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait. We still have. Wait. One, oh, one other thing I wanted to add is I started a new discussion forum on Art Fair Insiders called Ask the Photographer. Okay. If anybody has questions about their jury images or jury slide, you know, how to photograph their artwork, that's a good place to ask. Great. Okay. And you want to draw okay, two more? Okay, Yes, please. All right. The next number is 107. 107. That is Al Scovern. He is number eight. Al Scovern. Thank you, Al. Congratulations, Al. I met him at the Annabelle Fair last year and uh, helped, tried to help him get a better space, but I think he'll get a better one this year. Okay, let's let's do a hit. Let's have a couple more. Uh, next one is B nineteen, <laughs> number nineteen. <laughs> B19. You think you're playing bingo here? Let's yeah, see, number nineteen. Somebody to yell bingo in the background. <laughs> well, since let's see, I'm I'm oh crap. I'm really having I'm being technically challenged today. Is Elias Puro P U R O W? Elias, you're number nine, winner number nine. Let's get number ten. All right, the next one is forty. Four zero. Forty. Number forty is. 
Hold your breath. It's coming. Boy, oh boy. I don't know why I'm, this this is not one of my good days for my uh deck. Number 40. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Okay. Whew. Pauline Haynes. Pauline Haynes is number Is that number 10? Number 10. Number 10. All right. Here's what I'm going to do with these names and numbers. I'm going to put a, a, a post on Art Fair Insiders with these people's names listed from 1 to 10. These people have several days to contact me to let me know what their prize, which prize they want. So it will be published on the site so that after today's, the rest of the people who pledge and want, are interested in the rest of the prizes they they will all be posted and you'll be able to keep a tab on what is still available. So check out our fair insiders. I'm going to post these people. I will email them directly and as soon as I hear from them we'll assign them prizes. I don't know what you think Woody Smith is going to choose. I don't <laughs> know. And what is Al Scovern going to choose? We'll see. That's right. And still there it sounds like there are still 80 prizes left. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> 80 prizes left. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you to all good the donors. <laughs> yeah, thanks to all the donors. Yeah. That's really a, a generous outpouring of support. So that's really appreciated. And and for those of you listening, even if you're a donor, you might consider <laughs> pledging anyway because you'd probably make it back. So really good. That's right. <laughs> right. Yes, at least right. one of these people today was a donor and a pledger. So <laughs> right. That's right. Thank, thank you, folks. I think what that tells you is, folks, that this is not thousands of people pledging. This is a few people pledging, and your chances of winning are really good, and your your appreciation coming from me is pretty extensive also. Thank you, everyone. All right. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. So thanks to Larry uh, for your time, Larry, and your advice on booth shots and photo imaging. And, uh, Connie, congratulations on the 7th anniversary of Live Shot. All right. Go play. Go play now. I guess. I guess this is good night, everybody. Yep. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Go play. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.